Okay, let's record this bad boy. Fuck, where's my script? Oh, hey, hi, welcome to Grind. This is a computer hardware and science channel, and you're listening to Get Your Bytes Together. It's a podcast that has a simple goal, breaking down nonsense. Today, we'll be looking at hardware rumors and more specifically the language around them. And we'll also touch on rumors about Big Navi, Ampere and Intel. I'm not going to bother getting you all familiar with the rumors themselves, so I'll be leaving some sources if you aren't caught up on them. What we will be doing today is look at the discussions around said rumors, so make sure you follow the links if you're not already familiar or just have a strong interest in rumors. Or don't. I think it's all going to make sense either way because the rumors themselves are going to be in the periphery of the discussion here. So. Let's start at the center. Rumors and vocabulary. What constitutes a rumor? It doesn't have to be true, as long as it spreads. What constitutes a leak? Well, it's like a rumor, only it has to be true and cannot be false. If false, it's back to rumor status. So this is important, since leaks are pieces of information that were not to be public, for example. While rumors can originate from anywhere and be true or false. There's a reason there are two words and make sure you pay close attention to which one is being used. I for one am not interested in rumors, even if they do turn out to be true, I'd just be much more excited once that actually happens. You might be wondering why. Well, because you can only analyze or synthesize what is true, what is a fact. Otherwise, you might be using the same tools to evaluate rumors, for example, but what you'd be doing then is close to hypothesizing. All of those words have a certain meaning to them, and I think that explaining it might help you sift through bullshit much easier. Let's begin with analysis and synthesis. Analysis is breaking down into parts or components. Synthesis is, well, the opposite. I wanted to look at both of those terms, and I do appreciate the irony of a a non-native English speaker trying to point out linguistic fineries, since there are channels that claim to be doing analysis while they're actually doing the opposite, which to me at least is a red flag about their approach, or at least about its scientific nature. Sure, you can sound smart while utilizing specific vocabulary, But to the people who have been trained in that same specific field, well, let's say it stands out as a negative point. To sum up analysis versus synthesis, look at what the speaker is doing. If it feels like they're putting a puzzle together, they're synthesizing. If it feels like they're taking a core fact and discovering what's beneath it, they're analyzing. Both acts are an inseparable part of the scientific approach and have their own place in producing or understanding new discoveries. Speaking of discoveries, let's continue with the word theory. Since most channels that attempt at PC hardware analysis, and we already established that they're actually synthesizing, use the word theory, we have to look at it as well. A theory is not an assumption. Let's get that right out of the way. An assumption is a hypothesis, and a hypothesis is an assumption that is void of real data like evidence. A hypothesis that has some evidence behind it but isn't about a certain phenomenon is usually an assumption with a logical error behind it. I'll be taking a closer look at logical fallacies in a future episode, but suffice it to say 
it's a safe bet as any to state that there's going to be a logical error behind such an assumption. Actually, that's where a theory comes into play. It's the result after gathering data and verifying it, having the process repeated using your own verifying methodology and have the whole thing generally accepted as true. To some of theory versus hypothesis versus assumption, just look at what the speaker is actually looking at. Rumors cannot be part of a theory and are the building block of assumptions, unfortunately. A hypothesis is a very specific assumption and requires little to no evidence and needs verification. Ironically, an unverified assumption is what's driving the whole, let's call it, industry of rumor synthesis tech channels. Speaking of them, let's take a closer look at some rumors that originate from some of those channels and start with NVIDIA. Ray tracing is not a new technology. Neither is using application-specific hardware to easily accelerate a process. So get your heads out of your asses and be pissed about prices, okay? NVIDIA didn't offer you something brand new with Turing, but they charged as if they did. I almost forgot. Don't forget to buy those new consoles. They're supposed to solve all of your PCMR bullshit. Locked to 3060 FPS? Gone. Stuck using a controller? Gone. All your reasons to hate consoles or feel the PCMR superiority are gone. Now go out there and walk the walk of shame. Stand in a line and buy a fucking gaming box that costs as much as a mid-range GPU. And lastly, ray tracing is coming to that box as well. Just don't come crying to me when it also sucks because guess what? It'll also be first gen RTX defenders. <sighs> With that out of the way, let's discuss the RTX 3000 series or Ampere. Whether you're talking about frequency or IPC, if the core is faster, it will need more data. Hence the alleged increase in memory capacity, right? Well, not so fast. Let's rewind a bit and remember RTX on versus off in terms of power draw, shall we? RT cores are using lots of energy when utilized. It'll make sense to have some more RT cores if you're sticking to RTX, right? Well, they will also need memory. Turing's architectural changes to shared memory and cache, which went along with increasing the size of them, are not just for improved rasterization. And all of that is going to require even more energy, and even more so when paired with a faster core. See the problem here? I'm not going to be surprised if the upcoming RTX cards have an entirely new way of using RT cores, and 7nm lithography is going to play a key role in its integration. Notice how I said NM there. That's because nanometer sounds weird when I say it. Anyway, if not that, maybe we're expecting RT 2.0 cores. Who knows? Think about it. If you're NVIDIA and you know the upcoming console gen is going to support ray tracing, you'll still want your ray tracing to be better, or at least hope it comes with less of a performance penalty when used. So that's where I think we'll see big improvements, rumors or not, in how RTX cards do ray tracing. Also don't forget that consoles, as I said, are not going to be using RTX, so this only solidifies the reason for Nvidia to double down on their own ray tracing efforts. All of this is going to require memory and a faster core, and GDDR6 is power hungry. And again, it makes sense for Nvidia to wait to jump to a new more efficient node in order to succeed in meeting those new power budgets. A new node allows for better efficiency at the same clocks or higher clocks at the same power. Keep in mind though, 
new nodes take time to mature and bring yields up, so if an entire new generation of GPUs are going to rely on one of the two major improvements that come with the new node, well, be ready for a bit of mix and match from Nvidia. And that's regardless of the maturity of the node, we're talking about qualitatively new product here. As a result, I think that RTX and GTX cards are probably about to get a whole more different from each other, and that might improve their competitiveness. To translate this into a practical approach, on the macro level expect to see more 12 or even 14 nanometer products from Nvidia, but on the micro level I'd be surprised if they adhere to strictly monolithic dice, and I'm not just talking about Ampere here. I don't know, maybe even that requires too much engineering on their part at this point, and if so, it'll probably come with the refined generation of that node, or with a further down the road node, who knows. Anyway, the industry has already seen the value in chiplets and multi-die chips. Even Intel are giving it a go while also developing 3D stacking. So expect a wider adoption to this topology in the coming years. Be it 2.5D or 3D stacking with all of its variations, chiplets are going to rule technology for the next 3 to 5 years. Getting back to the architecture itself though, many people seem to think that Ampere is not going to change much in comparison to Turing. Mostly the argument is that Turing is new itself and Nvidia doesn't want to start optimizations all over again. Wait, what? If you thought for a second that developers were waiting in line to optimize for Turing, you've lost your mind. Nvidia optimizes for Turing, not game developers. Game developers get paid for optimizations. And Nvidia is investing as much into games optimizations as Radeon Technologies Group is using to simply exist. Don't kid yourselves. With new consoles coming up, all major developers are optimizing for is AMD hardware, unless paid handsomely to do otherwise. Nvidia are sinking a lot of money to have game-ready drivers and implement game-specific optimizations in them. They're obviously threatened by Navi, look at what's going on with their own prices, and they're not being held back by money the same way AMD is, so they can afford to throw money at their problems. As long as games run well and people are buying cards, Nvidia is going to pay up. Don't think for a second that they'll miss an opportunity to increase asking prices. New node, higher MSRP. More RTX performance, higher MSRP. A better architecture, higher MSRP. Remember, Turing was rushed. What is going to look like a new architecture is actually probably just going to be what Turing was supposed to be in the first place. That is actually a better reason for the changes in Ampere or the lack thereof. Now, keep in mind that all of this is based around the assumption that Nvidia are fighting back with performance gains. That's not the only lever you can pull though. If performance isn't there yet, or you can't price it competitively, you can always lower prices. Sure, shareholders are not happy when you do that, but if Nvidia adopts TSMC 7NM and not Samsung's, Margin targets can be easily met, as TSMC 7nm is mature thanks to AMD and Apple mostly, and yields are fantastic. As I said, Nvidia are not afraid to respond, heck, they are scared not to, so a price cut might be in order, which is the perfect segue to the next part of this discussion, AMD. As it is, AMD are not lowering prices guys, why would Nvidia be doing it first? Nvidia are in a more comfortable position. RTG has no Zen equivalent GPU and they are being bogged down by negative reactions to their drivers and associates piles of shit at the moment. As long as Nvidia don't rush this time, 
a price drop is not going to materialize, remember. They are not going to use 7nm EUV for everything and that's how they can afford to move the budget to mid-range GPUs around, price-wise. It may be just a bit, but it might be just enough. But if you see a 10 plus gigabyte GPU from Nvidia with amazing RTX performance and it's on a new node, you're mad just for thinking about a price drop. Just as long as Nvidia doesn't get trigger happy and waits for big Navi, they can overtake AMD's King GPU with ease. Now, why am I saying all this shit about big Navi? Because I expect it to fail spectacularly and fail it will if you've been riding the hype train. There's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a great GPU, but it's going to be at least a year and a half late and it's probably going to be a tad too close to Nvidia prices and no surprises that people aren't happy with them. And all of that, to me at least, sums up to a very, very short reign. I don't know why people think that RTG has got a better architecture than Nvidia, honestly. There's simply no way RDNA can fight Turing, let alone Ampere. There's just no way around it. RDNA is not good enough and RDNA 2.0 is probably barely going to break even. And as I said, any potential lead it might have over Turing, I expect to melt when Ampere arrives. Best case, AMD has 6 months of big Navi in the lead and no Ampere in the market. 6 months are not enough to even erase the driver fiasco, let alone years of being behind. And the new way RTG is pricing their cards, 6 months of competitive products at almost the same price, uh, an overpriced Halo product that's a year and a half late, it's just not going to matter, it's not going to work out. Not with the way RTG is behaving currently. If something changes though, if those drivers do get fixed before Big Navi, if the price of their best is below $750, and at the same time, if it's significantly faster than a 2080 Ti, well, you see lots of ifs and they all relate to Nvidia, which is only another sign that AMD has a lot to catch up on, and simply catching up is not going to be enough. Speaking of catching up, let's move on to Intel, shall we? Intel, the Enigma, the only tech company in the world that can have inferior products, work with an old node and still need the production power of another supplier in order to meet demand. Look, I have a short and simple message about people who doubt Intel at the moment. They have Jim Keller. It might take two, three or even five years to catch up to Zen, depending on how Zen evolves, but there is not a simple drop of doubt that they will. The simple, most important thing is to mind the difference between AMD and Intel when either company is falling behind. AMD almost went bankrupt around bulldozer times, while Intel is sitting pretty, overwhelmed by orders, and they also have one of the best minds in the industry to help them out with the situation. So I don't really care about short-term Intel. The Intel that seems to have forgotten who they are if they don't have 99% mind or market share. There are many leaks about their upcoming products and to be honest, I'm not really impressed with any of them. But Intel is still a beast, albeit a sleeping one. They've been asleep at the wheel for a while now and I'm simply more than happy to see them pay for it. If you'd like to see more about their upcoming products, I have a few links in the description that might seem interesting to you. But with that, this is the end of today's episode. It's actually the first episode, so yay. Anyway guys, thanks for listening or watching and subscribe if you'd like.
for more content like this. Um, yeah, subscribe, share, drop a comment below if you think I, I got something wrong and I'll see you next time.